Today in the Diz List, we discuss the top five things you'll never do again in Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and welcome to episode 51, where we discuss the top five things you'll never do again in Walt Disney World. Before we get to the list, if you haven't been following along on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, uh, please give a, give a sec, take a second to go and uh, give us a follow over there, uh, any of those or all of those uh, different platforms. Also, uh, patreon.com slash DizListPod. Uh, we release early episodes as well as releasing our mini episodes that uh, have turned into quite a bit of fun. So join us over there as well. All right, Nick, what's new this week? So I was reading an article this morning um, that was about the queue for Tiana and specifically that the article's title was something along the lines of, why you'd why you don't want to use Genie Plus when Tiana's Bayou Adventure opens? At least at first, and the it got me thinking: Is that a way that Disney could potentially control Genie Plus sales, not by cost, but rather making it so enticing to be in the queue that you don't want to skip it, and then the Lightning Lane automatically skips the whole queue? Like for instance, like would you would you get a Genie Plus? If it meant that you had to skip all of the pre-shows for rides like Rise or rides like um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's funny. Those are the exact two I was just thinking of. Yeah. Like, they've done such a great job with pre-shows and with the the queue there. Is that a potential um, for, for Disney to kind of disincentivize you from purchasing... Genie Plus. I know you'd think they'd want to incentivize you, but if they but they, they want to control it to a certain extent too. So this one's complicated. Um, let's use your story where your first time to Disney, you skipped a portion of Rise of the Resistance queue, and you were pretty upset. Yeah, and that, well, you know, I don't blame you. But at the same token, if you get a Genie Plus, don't they start you right at the pre-show with Ray? I, I don't. That's a tough one. No, they. I don't know. I, I, and I know we're splitting hairs here, but, but we we had a virtual, we had a not virtual queue, we had a lightning lane, individual lightning lane last year. Yeah, we didn't skip any of the pre shows. No, rise. well, let's so now what? let's we don't know what we're gonna get with Tiana. I mean, Tiana could be a similar thing where they do a couple pre shows before you go in. So the no, the, what the Imagineers have said is that waiting in this queue will give you a bigger, deeper backstory. They're going to it's supposed to be telling the story of what made Tiana who she is today. Okay. And by today, I mean the Tiana in the ride, which is she owns her own food empire. So, so it's kind see of that, like... I was just going to ask it's you. It's kind of like feeding... It's kind of like like filling in the gap between the end of Princess and the Frog okay. and where she is in the ride. So, so the it end of Princess the and the Frog. And I'll be honest, the last time I saw that was in the theater. And I really enjoyed the movie, but I haven't rewatched it since then. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't rewatch a ton of movies, just kind of the way I am. But... So the movie is over. So this ride essentially is a sequel. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's it's years in the future. She owns her own, like, literal food empire. Okay. Right? So we're probably not going to see in the ride 
unless somehow the Imagineers make it make a flashback within the ride of Prince Naveen as a frog. I I don't think so. That's unless, interesting. And unless, like you say, it's a flashback, I don't believe so. Man, I'm really curious about this ride now. Yeah, like I, I was excited about it, but now it's that much more interesting mm-hmm. as far as if we really look at the timeline and where everything is. Like Louis or Lewis, I can't remember the alligator. What's right, his name? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Louis. Is it Louis? Um, it's probably named after Louis Armstrong, right? I I, I would I, assume so. I don't know. That's my, why my guess is that. But I'm sure he's going to be all through the ride, and he is a fantastic character. Yeah. And that lightning bug is a great character. I don't remember his name either. Well, Again, he's, he's dead. Is he? He died. Did you? It's been a while since you've seen that yeah. movie. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I do yeah. not remember that. Yeah. He wow. goes off to to into the stars to be with his his love Evangeline. Oh man, I forgot about all that. I gotta rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, you do. I will. When that ride opens, I'm definitely gonna take time and rewatch it. So I remember liking it though. Probably like ten years then, right? So that I mean, that's that's Disney timeline for building stuff. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Probably. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that like it, it raised a question for me of when does the lightning lane experience become less than? So what I mean by that is, okay, so I skipped the line, but when does skipping the line become like not enjoyable? And I think that for me, if I had to skip all of the pre-shows for Guardians and all of the pre-shows for Rise... That would be too much. Yeah, because it's part of the experience of the ride, right? For me, and and so the question is like, can Disney use that to its advantage? Where that the new, whenever they redo a ride, they make the queue so immersive and so great, and they make the lightning lane such that its merge point or whatever you want to call it is after all the stuff that's great. Yeah. Is that a way for them to control the sales a little bit better than trying to charge $37? Have you heard there? there's talk about making the Guardians of the Galaxy queue in the building next door where they were going to do the play pavilion? I haven't heard that. I know they put up I, – I would find that hard to believe simply because they just recently this week put up uh, the posts for the outdoor queue. Okay. They literally put them into the concrete with the with the ropes and stuff. Man, that's so, going to be so, tough. With, with hopefully the umbrellas. With the no, there's nothing up. Oh my so, god! So according to the outlet that I was reading this, or was it? A, I can't remember if it was a real or if I was reading it, but they had asked some cast members, and the cast members indicated that currently those are there solely for um, like after hours guests, oh, so okay. like okay. late night, because that right, that's not be- bad. Then it becomes a standby, I think, or it's going to become a standby for like the after hours parties. Okay, um, but. Let's be honest. Those yeah. are there for more. They didn't just put them there for for guests, for late night guests. Man. They put them there for the event, the eventuality that is um, switching from the virtual queue. It reminds me of back during COVID, where the lines would extend forever because you had to have, you know, the the social distancing. I remember the like the first one that comes to mind when I think of these is the haunted mansion line go, went all the way back to like where Splash Mountain is. That's insane. Yeah. But yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I think that when they do switch to a standby line for Guardians, it's going to be, I I personally think it's going to be kind of similar to Test Track, where, yeah, you might be outside, but you're not outside a lot. Okay. Like, because th- there's a lot of room in that first room when you go in. Yes. I mean, th- there's, 
there's room for them to do plenty of of a queue inside right there. And when you consider how many people fit in the pre-show rooms, there's that's a considerable number of people that they can fit in the building. And they must have taken all that into account, the Imagineers. Yeah. I mean, this is what they're good at. Yeah. And- I can't see them, like, kind of taking over the play pavilion. I can't see that happening. I don't know. This was is one of those rumor things that said, yeah. I, I don't remember why they had... They saw somebody in there looking around, or I don't know. I well, remember. like I said, I don't think they would have put those posts up this week if that were any kind of a plan. So we'll see. But I, I just think it's interesting going forward it, how Disney deals with queues mm-hmm. to try and maybe incentivize people to do that line as opposed to Genie Plus. It's a good way to hold capacity. It's a good good way to control the flow throughout the park. So I, I don't well, know. And Disney's been known to just refurb queues. Like, mm-hmm. look at Peter Pan. Like, so many people, you included, yeah. enjoy the queue better than the actual ride. Yeah, I mean, that you 90 minutes for a 90-second ride isn't worth it. Yeah. But the nursery going through there, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of interactive things. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right, well... Um, we have our halftime show coming up to, um, yeah. do we have yeah, anybody t- who sponsored the halftime show yeah. this week? Yeah. Today, the halftime show is brought to you by Lindsay G, one of our newest patrons. We got a couple new patrons this past week, but Lindsay G, thank you so much for, for signing up and, and listening along. Um, it's people like you and the other patrons who make it, um, possible for us to continue doing this. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank so, you, thank so, you much. so much, Lindsay G. Back to episode 51, where we're going to talk about our top five things that we will never do again in Walt Disney World. So my list is a little, I don't know. I don't know how you approached this. I approached it as just kind of general things that I screwed up on, hint, hint, and <laughs> other things that are just rides and attractions yeah, that, my, mine's that all, stink. Mine's all over the place. Okay. All right. So, good. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a don't do this ride. And that's it. It's like there's well, things some all, is, but some is not. Yeah. There's things all over the place for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, then um, I'll begin with the one I just sort of hinted at a little bit here with my my number five here. <laughs> uh, my number five I talk about quite frequently, but if you were a new listener, um, one thing that I have told on the podcast before, I've given this advice, and I've taken my own advice for many, many times, and that is. Wearing the proper footwear. So things I will never do again is wear the wrong shoes. So I've been pretty good through my time at going to Walt Disney World and and Disneyland. We'll get to that in a minute. But I've worn the right shoes, nice light footwear, something that's good for walking all day long. Or if it's really hot, some type of, you know, slide or crock or something that's going to be kind of good for all weather. But... Alas, I've told this a lot recently, so if you've heard this story, you can you can go up. I know what he's about to talk about, and I won't spend too much time on it, but for the people who haven't heard before, I recently took a trip to Disneyland, and when I went to Disneyland, I definitely wore the wrong shoes. I bought a pair of these Jordan shoes, and 
after walking half a day, I got to, you know, about noon walking around. I had blisters on the outside of both of my, um, my pinky toes. And it was just a disaster. So luckily I bought a pair of Vans that like Vans makes these new walking shoes, which are really nice. You've seen me wear them before those gray ones. They're super comfortable and light and really easy to walk in. So luckily in their um, downtown Disney area, they had kind of a surf skate shop that I went into and um, they had Vans for sale. And, um, you know, I've ridden skateboards for years. It was like my favorite thing in middle school and high school. Never owned a pair of Vans. It's really weird. (laughs) Never. Yeah. Like I had Airwalk and all the other skate brands and um, Airwalk, D- wow. DC, DC shoes I loved, <laughs> uh, Osiris. My friend Alex worked for <laughs> Osiris for a bit. I was just talking about him. But uh, yeah, so the thing I will never do again is wear the wrong shoes. Now by that, I mean there's appropriate shoes for certain things. Like you want to wear walking shoes and then in my backpack, usually I didn't do this for Disneyland, but I'll have either my Adidas slides or a pair of Crocs in my backpack yeah, to change it to if it rains. It's going to rain. Yeah. I mean, that wearing the wrong shoes is something I have never done, so I can't say I can't put it on this list, but since you have done it, it's a smart thing to put here because there's no way you should do that. It's it's absolutely a miserable day when that happens. When you end up having to do um, you know, walking the equivalent of of like 10 miles. Yeah. Um, and you've, you're doing it in the wrong shoes. It's just not, not fun. Not it, fun at it, all. it was ridiculous. And you know, after it happened, I, I said to my wife, I go, oh, this is going to be a good story for the podcast, which I'm probably going to tell <laughs> about a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good number five. My number five is something that I, I am putting on this list with an asterisk, but actually, actually four and five, Uh-oh. unless things change. One of the things I will never do again at Walt Disney World is go to Hollywood Brown Derby. Oh, geez. That is, that's a beloved place. I've actually wow. never eaten there. I know where it is. It's it was right next to the Chinese theater, but I haven't, I haven't been there. It was up there with, it's probably, if I were to rank my top five worst dining experiences, it's up there. It's, it might be number two. Wow. It was bad. It, Listeners. The, the food was not good. Um, it was overhyped. It was overpriced. And... It wasn't a comfortable restaurant. It was loud, which you, it's a signature restaurant. I don't feel like dealing with loud crowds when I'm eating a signature meal. Um, and I'm not talking about kids being loud. I'm talking about just like in order to hear the people sitting next to you, you had to speak louder. And then the table next to you then would have to. So it just was this horrible like situation of like you might as well have been in the middle of, of you know, the crowd waiting to watch the fireworks. Right. It, it wasn't a good experience. Um my meal wasn't good. My wife's meal was the only one at the at the table that was good. She had, I uh, believe, it was chicken breast, or it may have been like the airline chicken. They call it where it's like got the it's the chicken breast with with the drum still attached. Do you um, remember what you ordered? It was that unremarkably like forgettable. It was a steak of some sort. Okay, but it was not good. It wasn't cooked properly. It was just not good. Would your son get usually get something fun and fancy? Um, well, he ate most of my wife's, so um. <laughs> His wasn't that great. Uh, It it just wasn't a good meal. I don't, it, and it was 2019. um, So you can't blame like, well, COVID and staffing. It was, it just wasn't good. I, I won't go back until I've heard things have changed. So I'm curious if any listeners have had a good or bad experience. I'm curious because just based on 
what I've heard in the past, it seems like it's a, a tradition and a beloved place, but I believe you like, Oh, I think, I think that, that there are people who love it and that I could have had a bad, it, I likely just had a bad day, but it was so bad that I won't go back. Like there's, unless something, unless I hear something has changed, there's, there's no need for me to go back. It wasn't the, the menu's not that inspired anyway. I mean like, okay, cool. They've got a grapefruit flavored cake thing and they've got like their, their cob salad that they're well known for, but like, that's not signature dining. I'm sorry. It's and just it's, not good. That's not incentive enough for me to no. go out of my way. To... I'm not spending that kind of money ever again to go to that place. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm behind you on that one. Okay. Okay. Things I will never do again. My number four actually involves you. Um, <laughs> oh, no. On... You'll never go to Disney with me again. No, no, no. That was fun. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, number four is our first day there when we um, we arrived at our hotel and we were kind of getting settled and and we decided hey let's just go over to the magic kingdom for the night i am never going to tell myself again it's not going to rain <laughs> so so basically <laughs> your four and your five are screw ups I, you could have con- you basically could have <laughs> combined them into one i will never not take my own advice yes because you tell people I know. all the time i know prepare for rain it's gonna rain. i know and we were just like all right let's just head over and and like we get on the on the boat i don't remember which boat we were on usually i remember we get on the boat and like it's it's thundering and we're all looking at our phones and your wife is looking at the radar like, well, it might pass us, but you know, it may not. And we get over to magic kingdom and we get right into um, the entrance under the train station and it just poured buckets for a long, long time. That may have been the most rain I've seen at Disney. Yeah. And you had your raincoat and your family was prepared. We all had our stuff. The four of us were just like, let's party. And we were way wrong. There's there's a really good picture of us huddled up underneath the underneath the the train station. Yep. And we all have our rain gear on, my family. And there's you guys soaking wet. wet. (laughs) And we're standing in about two inches of water at that point too. Well, I I guess telling these stories is gonna entice people to every time bring that backpack with extra shoes and the rain gear and man things i'll never do again yeah you're right i need to (laughs) i need to take my own advice i should probably listen to the dizzlest podcast once or twice yeah right listen back to some old episodes and be like yeah not doing that again (laughs) you know we say we're never going to do that again but but you know there's going to be a time when you're staying close to a park and you're like Oh come on, let's just go over there. Scoot, you know, real quick. I'm just yeah. gonna jump in. That was this exact situation. Yeah, yeah it's... big, big mistake. Right, I mean, and then you guys, you you toughed it out. You stayed the rest of the night. You're soaked, I soaked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Um, my number four also has to do with something we did together. So it involves this last trip, and I'm really shocked that I'm going to say this, and you probably will be too. But another thing I will never do. Again, in Walt Disney World, and again, like I said, four and five are things that have asterisks unless things change. I will never go to Oga's again. Okay. Oga's was a one and done. It's overpriced drinks. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, actually. Overpriced drinks in a a loud, um, chaotic uh, environment that that, um, was not, wasn't uncomfortable, but wasn't like so comfortable that I'd want it, that it entices you to stay there. You have a 45 minute window, which forces you to, if you want to try multiple things to basically binge drink, um, in the middle of the park. And 
it really like the drinks were good. Don't get me wrong, but like there's not really food on that menu. I mean, there I mean, is. you had a couple. I mean, how, um, what is it? I think three is probably a normal amount that someone could have in forty minutes, maybe uh, two. I don't know. I mean, because they're smaller drinks. I, I mean, they're smaller drinks. But mine was strong. Well, yeah, it's a mixed drink. It's an actual cocktail. Yeah, yeah they it was. Well, not... they're stronger than what I normally am used to. Right. They're. I mean, they're they're cocktails. So I mean, it's mostly liquor and. And the, you know, they have, you can go in there and get, get a beer or whatever, but I, it's, I've seen, I've seen it, I've done it. There's no reason for me to go back. And I don't think that's what Disney wanted to do. I think that Disney needed to make that more of a, a return visit makes sense. Very similar to the star cruiser where the star cruiser was a one and done situation. Um, you know, this is a situation where it's a one and done for me. There's no need for me to go back unless something changes there's not a there's not a draw right i mean the drinks are good but you can get the same drinks for half the price at some of the hotel bars and there's called they're called different things the only one that's really unique to that place is the fuzzy tauntaun and when i was when we were there they didn't have it because there was like a worldwide shortage of like the stuff that makes your the foam whatever the, whatever's in the foam i think it's uh some sort of pepper i think but i'm not positive that makes your your lips and your the tip of your tongue go a little bit numb. That, Weird. That wasn't there. Um, Sichuan peppercorns or something like that. I think that's what it is. But yeah, that's that's my number four is Ogas. I won't do Ogas again. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I had a great time. I enjoyed myself. Um, it was. It, it just seemed like a clock was ticking, and I, I'm not having fun if a clock is ticking the whole time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I feel like this is, or we got to do as much as we can. We got to have fun. Time is running out. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to relax and have that drink. I felt like I had to <laughs> drink it as fast as I could. Yep. And Yeah. I, it, it's it's great, but it's also not re, repeatable for me. I yeah. Know. It's not repeatable. And then the DJ, DJ Rex, I think, yep. which is kind of cool and fun, but... And it's great to be in that environment, but again, that's tough to repeat. Yeah, that's a that's I've, a that's a good one. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If it were a sit down restaurant, it would make more money. But that's that's kind of my my thought on it. Right. So that's my number four. I will not do ogas again. So I'm I'm down to three, and number three is um, something that's relatively new ish in Epcot. And my son and I did this the most recent time we were there, and this is the Beauty and the Beast sing along. Which okay. I gave it a chance, and we went into the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. The animation was not the greatest. It just seemed, you know, this is probably the best way to describe it, and our listeners will understand this too. If if you saw The Lion King, and then you watched the sequels that came directly to VHS, <laughs> do Lion- you know how the animation style is, yeah. is subpar? Yeah, Lion King 1.5 or something like that. Yes. So what they do is they take the scenes from the actual Lion King, but in between, there's a whole storyline with LeFou. Yeah. You, have you done this or not? You, you, you just threw me off because you said you said they take this, the storyline from the Lion King because we were talking oh, about Oh, no, Lion no, no. Yeah. Storyline, sorry. Storyline from, oh my gosh, from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. They take the Beauty and the Beast songs from never, the actual movie, yeah. and then in between is when they do LeFou, not Lion okay. King. Sorry. <laughs> That, that must not have made much sense to the listeners. Like, wait, what? No, it's it's still Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And then they put, that's the amateur animation is in between, where they kind of yeah. splice that in with, with LeFou in between. So the animation wasn't great. It was a little cheesy, but there was this woman who was sitting next to us who 
was singing full volume right because it was like me and my son and then this lady and her husband and the husband was sitting there he looked like he was just done and the wife was like super excited and she you know she had her ears on and she was full blast singing it was me and my wife what she, are you doing dude she's no, this kidding. woman sang like miss piggy you know how miss piggy oh my god <laughs> she was she was like be yet, be yet. like really loud full volume miss piggy voice and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is torture. It's like bad animation, and this lady is like full volume. But I guess that's kind of what you sign up for when you go in, and it literally says sing along on the side. Like, I don't know. I don't I, think I would do it again. I have never in my life wished for something as much as I wish for the fact that that woman is one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that that She's like, oh, my God, it's me. That's me. Wait a I minute. Need to, Wait, I need to how did they get audio yeah. footage of me singing "Be Our Guest"? I need to. I I need to uh, dial it back next time. I'm in uh, the sing along. Oh, it was it was over <clears throat> the top. Man. Yeah, I mean, I've been in some attractions with you that you're singing pretty loudly. Not that loud. Oh, really? She was that loud. Oh huh? man. Okay. She well. didn't need a mic. She could front a hardcore band. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's uh, you know I. I've never done that. I've never done that particular attraction or show. So um, maybe I'll have to do it and see if she's maybe she's a plant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like for a comedy show, she's a plant. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, here's that's, that's my three Beauty and the Beast sing along. It's kind of a bust. So my number three is something that um, you might think. Well, you can't do it anyway, but you can still. And it is, I will never again take a bus. From the airport. <laughs> You'll take a limousine. Yeah. Well, I'll take, a, I will do one of two things, a ride share or a car service, which is what we've, we've done the last, the last couple of times. Um, it was so much more enjoyable. The, the fact that you don't have to wait on this bus in a line, you've, you've just, you know, got your bags or whatever out of the airport. You're waiting in this long line. You're excited. You just arrived. And then it's like. You, you, you check in at the booth. Hey, I'm going, you know, this is where I'm going. This is the resort. Oh, get in that line. So then you get in another line. And then you wait. And you wait. And you wait. <laughs> and then you get on the bus and you're like, yeah, I'm going to Disney World. And then you're like, always, no matter what resort you're staying at, it's your resort's the last, the last stop. stop. Yep. And so you got, you landed at like, let's say 1030 in the morning. And sometime around one you're finally at your resort ready wow. to go. It's just the way it is. It always seems that that happens. I know that's an exaggeration, but it's not by much. Um, ride The ride service we took last year, the car service, we landed, and within 40 minutes, that's with a stop. With a stop at, at a, um, Publix, we were we were at the resort in like 45 minutes. Yeah, It, it was great. Um, so for me, my number three is I will never again take a bus to – the resorts from the airport. Tell the listeners about the great surprise we got from our. Uh, oh yeah, I we mean, both did. Yeah, we both ended up with limos on at least half of the leg of our trip. <laughs> uh, it was so weird. Like we had booked SUVs, but Rob got a limo there, and we got a limo back. Yeah, it was it was great. And and I'm sending Nick pictures after uh, when we were driving over, like pictures in the limo, and they're like, "What? Yeah. We just got this SUV." But then on the way back, it was yeah. the opposite. We got yeah. the SUV, and they're sending us pictures the, of the limo. The it was best, really cool. The best part is that like 
just like Rob's wife did to Rob, I said, as soon as he sent the pictures, I turned to my wife and said, Rob pushed the wrong buttons. Rob definitely purchased a limo. Well, and then I had to, sh- I brought You're... it up. I had to, sh- I'm like, look, here's proof. Yeah. yeah. He took a screenshot and sent it to me. And yes. Like, but like, could I have you... done that goof up? Sure. Yeah. I, like know. I thought for sure that you had screwed yeah, up. And I'd, paid but for I, 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 I screw up that stuff sometimes, but I, I didn't this time. Yeah. Um, you know, you can take the sunshine flyer, I think it's called or something like that. And you can you can take the the mirrors connect, but why? Like it, yes, it's more expensive to take a ride share or take a a, a car service, but it, time is money in Disney, man. Yep. And so that money is worth it. That that extra money is worth it. So that, my number three is I will never again take a bus from the airport to the resort. What's your uh, that brings us to your number two? We're moving yeah. along. My um, my number two, um, I've. So I've been to Disney, I don't even know. I'm going to need to sit down and count the number of, of, of times. I would say maybe we're close to 25. I don't know. And up until our, not a, yeah, up until our last visit to uh, Disney World, there was only one ride that wasn't new that I had never done. Only one. And I've done every ride in all the parks besides, again, besides the new ones, except for this one. And we waited and waited and waited and waited in the sun. And then we took an elevator up and we got on the Astro oh, Orbiter. You want to know something funny? I said what we were recording today. Yeah. And my son goes, Astro Orbiter? Yeah. <laughs> so we waited forever and finally got on this Astro Orbiter, which is you know the only thing I hadn't done or experienced. Actually, it's not true. I've never done Phantasmic either. Oh, that's that's worth it, though. But I guess I guess I'm talking like... Yeah, rides ride. that have been around since I've been going since yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. I mean that that's been there yeah. every time I've been to the parks. And we get on the thing, and you're just basically kind of spinning around. You're way up high, and all of us, all four, every member of our family was like, "That was ridiculous." Yeah. We waited forever in the heat, right up this like claustrophobic elevator. It's like a it's like an elevator you see in like a school. And what yeah. I mean by that is like they're they're really not made for people. They're made for like cargo. That's what I felt like in that elevator. This must have been our our 2021 trip. Must have been. No, I thought I thought you did it when you were there for Christmas time. I feel like we were there. I think we had masks on and it was hot. Oh, well, maybe. Oh. Yeah, we I think we had masks on because I remember everyone being nervous in the elevator. Gotcha. Because it was during COVID and we all had these masks on and we all held our breath in the elevator as we went up. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, it wasn't the greatest ride and we waited forever and we stood in the sun and, you know, basically turned me into a cookie. So, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, if there was no, if there was no line and it was night, maybe I feel like I might do better and my motion sickness, I don't really get it that bad. I mean, it's, you know, my honorable mention is uh teacups because, we did it because we were good sports, and if again, if you follow us on social media, you probably see there's a picture of Nick and I on the on the teacups with a big smile. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, Nick, if you spin this, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> uh, but that that's an honorable mention. That is not my number one. But I I don't love the teacups either. But Astro Orbiter kind of made me a little dizzy up there. Wasn't awful, but I just it's it was a, it was bad for a lot of reasons. It's a rather violent spinner. Yeah. Right. I mean, it does. It moves. It, it moves quicker than Dumbo and stuff like that, obviously. Yeah. And it, the views maybe make it worth it if there's no line 
Yeah, because I mean, you can see over to the hotels, and that's kind of cool. But, but if there's a line, I yeah, I'm with you. Don't wait in that line. It's not. It's just. It's not really that cool. I mean, I I bet you it'd be cool for fireworks. I agree. Um, and I realize the list is things you'll never do again. I I guess it, I would have no problem ever doing it again. If the situation was perfect, I may yeah, do it. Yeah. And I I know that's contradictory of No, I mean, listing, why not? But... I said I, I put asterisks on my four and five. Yeah. I said, you know, unless things change, yep. I won't do those again. So I can see why you wouldn't want to do this again. Yeah. It. I don't know if I would say I would never do it again. I would never do – I'd never wait in line for it again. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a big, that's a better way to put it. Because we waited in line on a hot day as well, and, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait, and then you get on an elevator that is, like you say, super claustrophobic. Then you get up top and you wait a little some more. It was – it's not a, it's not worth the wait, and it's also very confusing over there. Like, are you standing in line for that, or are you standing in line for people mover? Yeah. Like, what are you standing in line for? And the other thing is, like, it's always broke down for some reason. I don't know if it's the elevator that breaks Could down, be. or if it's the the actual ride. It, it's not a great ride, so I, I can't I can't say that it's um, in my top five, but it's definitely an honorable mention for me as well. That I would not do that one again. So. I think the only other time I would <clears throat> tack this on to do is we've done as a family. We did. Let's try to do every single attraction in yeah. Walt Disney World. Yeah, I think that's and we came short. We yeah. we there were we were too short of pulling that off. Yeah. And this was one of the it was this and I can't remember what else. Maybe uh maybe Dumbo or something, but we came very close to to pulling that off. Yeah. Maybe I, someday we will. I think it's an appropriate uh the only appropriate time to do it is probably that. And there's no there's no lightning lane for this either. So like you're no. waiting. So that that's another issue. Um my number 2 is something that is a tip as well as like something I will never do again. I will never again wait in line for quick service food because I will always, as long as it's available, do mobile order. Oh yeah. We talked so, about that on a recent episode. Yeah. So for me, I don't eat a lot of quick service. I do meals, but I eat a lot of quick service. Like uh, want a snack or you know, you're kind of hungry, but I don't want, so yeah, like we do it all there's, the time. There's no, for me, I'm, the people waiting in line, I'm like, ah, sucker, you didn't know the, <laughs> you don't know the trick, do you? Um, now, there's a caveat, and that is that when you, sometimes you're forced to because when you look at the mobile order, the mobile order is pushed out so far. Sometimes, and yeah. And you're hungry and you've got to do it. Um, but or that's, you look and see what else is nearby and you just hop in another restaurant that maybe isn't as busy. Right. I, just because, like, if you go to, like, Cosmic Rays, okay, there are times when the mobile order window, it might be noon in the mobile order window, the next available is like one forty five. Yeah. So then okay, wait. But okay, let's look at Pinocchio. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How long is Pinocchio? Oh, okay. Never. That, right. So you could you could do that because yeah. it's in walking distance. Yeah. So that that would be my tip if you're trying to get this this perfect situation. If you're trying to get a burger at Cosmic Rays, you need another burger quick, you can get it from Pinocchio Village yeah. House. Yeah, I mean it's just not the mobile ordering is so seamless, and you pay for it right there. You're done. It says, oh, your order's ready. You walk up. Hey, my order's ready. Oh, yeah, here you go. Here's your order. You're, yep. you're going. Um, it it takes a lot of the angst of standing in those lines away. It takes all of, the, of that part away. And it's a little bit easier to, instead of, like, standing in line trying to figure it out and, like, your kid changes their mind when they get there, it's like, what do you want? Oh, it's ordered. Like, that's what you're getting. Because, <laughs> you know, 
without fail, you get in line with kids and at the beginning of the line, they want a hot dog. And by the time you get up there and you order the hot dog, they're like, no, no, I said pizza. And it's like, did you? Uh, I don't think that's what you said. So um, this, is, this is a great way. And mobile ordering, if there are discounts that can be applied, like if you are, you know, Visa card holder for the Disney or if you're a Disney, if they have a Disney Plus deal or if they have a, a DVC deal or if they have an annual pass deal, that stuff populates right in the mobile order app. So you don't have to worry about that. That's great. So it's already taken care of. Um, yeah. And even for people with allergies, it's not, you can mark right there. Like I've sure got, do. so, so there's not an issue with that. Absolutely. Um, we do so that will, every time. I will never wait in line for quick service yep. ever again. Now that they have mobile ordering. So that's my number two. It's a big one. It's yeah. a big tip. Make sure that you don't wait in line cause you're wasting your part time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Oh, here's another quick hack just really quickly. If you're on people mover, you can order while you're on People Mover because you're you're close enough, and usually uh, like when you're done, idea. when you're done, you can go get your food. Cool. So, so that's a cool one too. That's a good one. All right. So that's my number two. I know we went kind of quickly through this, but we're already at number one. I bet you there's going to be some conversations here. So yeah. Let's hear what your number one never do again is. Number one for me is something that I actually don't talk a lot about, and our regular listeners know that there's certain things that we bring up on a regular basis that we like or, or dislike, but Number one, I have not really discussed a lot. And the number one thing I'm never going to do again is because I've already put that behind me. I'm not going to go back and do this again. So I never really even talk about it. My number one is Mission Space at Epcot. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's already been filed in, in the trash bin. Like yeah. we went on it. I don't even know how many years ago, maybe five, six years ago, we went on it. So Mission Space, for people that are not familiar, is a ride in Epcot. It's right over next to Gardens of the Galaxy. It's in that general area that has the new Space 220 restaurant connected to it. And there's two versions of this ride. Version one, or excuse me, the orange version. The orange version is a, it's like a giant spinner. You get inside like you're in the cockpit of a space shuttle and they spin you around as you're watching a video that you're blasting off into space, but you are actually spinning really, really fast. And it feels like you're blasting off into space. Mm-hmm. The other side, I believe it's the green side. And on the green side is the same experience, but you're just sitting there and there's no, like, I guess it kind of shakes around a little bit, but it's sort of a simulated, you know, rocket up to the moon type thing. It was claustrophobic, and I we did the mild one. It was very claustrophobic. This thing fit right on me, and I was it was like tighter than being like in a coffin. And I'm not really like super claustrophobic. How many times you've been a cof- been in a coffin? Well, I'm trying to compare it to something that would be <laughs> okay I similar yeah. to that. It was just very uncomfortable. It the screen was really hard to see, like it was the it was almost hazy, and. Everything about it just was not a great experience. It was just a total dud for me. I can't put it on my list because I've never done it because I know how it would end for me. So I refuse to do it. Um, It's just uh, my son, I think, has such a bust has expressed a little bit of interest in trying it. And I was like, you can you can go on your own, bud, because I'm not. The only Um, thing that would save it for me to possibly want to do it again is if they upgraded the screens and maybe theme it to something. Yeah, I I don't even know why I would ever want to go on that ride because I'm not like the spinning thing isn't gonna happen for me. I just don't want to do it. And like, 
the other one's so mild and so like the only thing about it is like okay well you're claustrophobic but like other than that it's it's not an attraction that i think anybody would be upset if it went away right i could be wrong there could be people out there who think it's the greatest attraction at epcot but they'd be wrong well so i have a couple ideas for one of our patreon episodes for how i would fix mission space yeah so I mean, we got to put that on our list sure. for uh possible for Patreon episodes, yeah, that'd fixing be a good, that'd be a good mini. space. I got yeah. some ideas. Yeah, that would be a good. Mini. So, um, if you're a Patreon listener, you can um, you can listen to my thoughts on what I would want to do to fix this particular ride that I never want to do again. <laughs> so, no. yeah, that's my number one. Is that dud of a ride, uh, Mission Space? That's my number one. What did you end up with for your number so, one? Thing? So, my number one is another tip, or it's maybe not a tip. It's what you shouldn't do. Okay. And everybody knows that one of the ways to get your day started off correctly is to rope drop. But I will never again take Disney transportation. Specifically, I'll never again take a bus for rope drop. Because you missed it. You, if you take a bus, you're going to miss rope drop. Yep. And so for me, it is worth the, the money to get a lift or get a uh, Uber and rope drop that way. It, I ex- completely agree with this one. The exception being rope dropping Magic Kingdom, Lyft and Uber drop you off at, at the TTC. At the TTC. So that one I can see possibly not doing that. But even then, buses are so unreliable. Even then, even though that the the buses can drop you off at the front gate of Magic Kingdom, as opposed to the Ticket and Transportation Center, it's better off, to me, if you're staying at somewhere like Animal Kingdom Lodge, if you're staying somewhere like Saratoga Springs, or, at, uh, well, Caribbean Resort, maybe you'd want to do the Skyliner. Um, but It's a little I, bit more reliable, I would yeah, say. But you're, I, to me, it does not make sense to do anything but a ride share, especially for rope dropping over at animal kingdom like if you're gonna rope drop there it makes no sense to take a bus because it's far away yeah and buses are unreliable they oh we're gonna the first bus is gonna show up at this time then you show up and there's like 80 people waiting to get on that bus and your your resort happens to be the last on the on the loop that they're doing i was just gonna say that so then you end up with like five seats for these 80 people when we stayed at port orleans um and that second half of our last trip we were we took the bus over to epcot and we walked over to where we were supposed to catch the bus, and we didn't know where it was, and in the order of pickup and drop-offs, and we were like right at the beginning. Mm. So they picked us up first, and we're like, "Oh, great!" And we sat right down, plenty of room. And then we realized it's because there's now twelve more stops, and you're just waiting and waiting. I mean, it's good that yeah. you get a seat. I yeah. mean, it's it's a double-edged sword because you get to sit if you're the first yeah. stop, but you're waiting forever. Yeah, you, you know, you think, okay, well, on, you know, I'm going to get out on the bus at 7 a.m. First of all, you're already late, okay? Because you're you're just, you need to be at the parks almost by 7 a.m. If you want to rope If you really want to truly rope Walk drop. on a ride, yeah. Um, And then you show up, off, you get off the bus, and you're like, okay, well, I'm ready to go. And you you get to, the, to where they're doing security, and you're like, this is a 20-minute wait at security. If you had just gotten that ride share... 
you're probably going to get like we, for instance, when we did Hollywood Studios last summer, we I can distinctly remember, not Hollywood Studios, I apologize, Epcot. I can distinctly remember walking to get on our ride chair as we were booking our lightning lane at 7 a.m. So we were getting into the ride share at 7 a.m. And Epcot didn't open till 9. So, like, that's something you have to be aware of those things. If you're not aware of that, if you yeah. don't think about those things, and, and, you're, and you're instead getting on a bus, because there were people getting on a bus right to our right, because the ride share pickup at Polly is, as you're looking out to the, to the parking lot, it's to the left of where the bus is board. And there were people waiting for a bus, and that bus wasn't there yet, but our ride share was there right when we called for them. And we, you know, drove over, and that was a couple times we got on on in the rideshare at like seven a.m. booking our lightning first lightning lane, or our individual lightning lane if we purchased one. Head over to Hollywood Studios, head over to Epcot, and it's just a much. Again, it's kind of like along the same lines as not taking the bus from the airport. Yeah, like it's so much more reliable. It's more comfortable, um, and usually you end up with a driver who is personable and actually like will give you some hints. Oh yeah. I've had um, some really great drivers. You yeah. you had a driver one time that I remember <laughs> you telling me later in the day you were like I had the nicest guy you knew his name. Yeah, he gave you were me telling a, me all about he's him. He's like he's like don't don't call don't go through Lyft anymore. And I was like okay. He's like just text me. And I was like uh that's <laughs> weird. He's like yeah, just text me and you can Venmo me the money and it's like I'll uh, my charge will be cheaper than Lyft and I'll get more of the money. Which I'm sure is illegal. Yeah, I'm sure it is too. But like, whatever, dude. He also made some really funny jokes. He was like, "So, like, what's the abbreviation of a uh, of Slinky Dog Dash?" And I was like, "SDD." And he's like, "How about Midway Mania?" And I was like, "M M." He's like, "What about Alien Swirling Saucers?" And I was like, "Oh, that's funny right there." <laughs> so yeah, he was he he, he was a pretty funny guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where. Um, if, if you want to get there on time and have some personal experience, like a, a more personalized experience, I think Lyft and Uber is the way to go. The exception is, like I said, if you're staying at Bay Lake Tower and you can walk, if you're staying at the Polynesian and you can, you can hop on one of the friendship boats or um, they're not called yeah. friendship boats, but you know, one of the, one of the smaller boats right there, those times it might be okay. But if you're staying at a resort that is not right next to a park, Disney transportation in general is not as reliable as calling an Uber. Yeah, it's great that it's free, but yeah, yeah you, I, get, you get what you pay for. Yeah, you definitely do. So that was my five. I kind of already mentioned that um, Astro Orbiter was on my short list. Yep. Uh, um, and so that was like an honorable mention. Did yeah. you have some honorable mentions of yep, things? Yep, Tea Party was. Um, but, you know, we did we did Tea Party just for the heck of it. Everybody was, and that there's photo proof of it with uh, Nick yeah. and I. It's one of that that famous photo of the two of us. <laughs> uh, interesting fun fact about that photo: there was another guy in the photo <laughs> that I photoshopped out. Yeah, I know. So that is not actually original photo. So, so so when Rob sent me that picture, I was like, I don't remember taking this picture because <laughs> we didn't. And and I I was like, I thought there. Were, I know we took a picture with the cast member. Because we had, he was we being did. goofy with our kids. Yeah, he was, a, he was all right. He was funny. And we were taking a picture with our ki- of our kids, and he was acting like a goof goofball behind them, and it was hilarious. Yep. So then when they took our picture, he thought it would be funny to do the same thing to us, yeah. and he kind of like photobombed it. And it was, it was it's a great picture, and I have no problem with him doing it. Yeah. But when you sent me that, I was like, 
Huh. Where is when, <laughs> when did we do this? I don't recall this. It's so funny. But um yeah, that that wouldn't that one's kind of not on my honorable mention only because I would do it as long as whoever I'm with promises not to spin it. Yeah, and I yeah. Well, I think at night helps too because I think part of that motion sickness is my clarity of vision and everything spinning around me. Yeah. If it's night and it's dark, I think that's – I don't know that for a fact. That's just right. purely yeah. a guess. I only had one other, which I thought was kind of funny, and this was like a throwback to the 90s. Is It's probably the last time that I experienced this problem is I, I won't do Typhoon Lagoon in the midsummer anymore because <laughs> I remember a trip that I took with my mom and dad and sister to Typhoon Lagoon and at that point, my cousin's husband, uh, he's an ex-husband now, but he worked there and he was a lifeguard at Typhoon Lagoon. Have you okay. ever heard the story? No. He was a lifeguard at Typhoon Lagoon and they used to have a thing that is now since filled in where you can swim with sharks. Wait, what? Yes. Look it up. It's awesome. So you can. So they had sharks. They were nurse sharks. They were generally pretty tame and they would stay towards the bottom but this, it was a giant tank, and it was, it was very deep. I don't even want to estimate because I'll be wrong. Uh, but it was a very deep tank, and you would put on a mask and a snorkel, and you would swim across on the surface, and you can look down at all the, the fish and things in this tank. And at the very bottom, sure enough, there's sharks. I can think of about a thousand reasons why this is a bad idea. Yeah, not, it, and it, it existed. Not I because it's sharks, my sister and I but did like. It. I'm trying to think, like, you know what kids do in those pools. <laughs> and, like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's odd. I did not know that existed. Yeah, so my huh. my cousin's ex-husband now, is uh, he was the lifeguard there. So he, you know, said, hey, you got to come and do the shark thing. He, he was, like, talking it up, and so we bought tickets to go. And I remember that day just getting roasted. Like, um, I have red hair, like, my my family's very you know fair skinned. You have uh, no hair. Uh, well, I have no hair. My beard is red, and my I used to have red hair, and my family members have red hair too. And uh, it, we always just get burned so easy. And yeah. I remember, and my mom, you know, would put sunscreen on us, but it's the eighties and the nineties, and it would come right off when when we were swimming, and they didn't have the technology then. Yeah. And, just got burned to a crisp multiple times. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend Typhoon Lagoon in the summer. I mean, it's yeah, you get cooled off, but you're going to get roasted. Yeah, I I mean, I've never done one of the one of the water parks, but that's an interesting one. Um I don't have really anything else that I wouldn't that I absolutely wouldn't do again. Uh, one thing that's really close to it, but the reason I didn't put it on there is cuz I'm an owner at that DVC resort is um eating at Kona Cafe. Oh man, I was such a horrible experience the last time. That's my number one worst meal. Wow. So it's worth. Yeah, it's, you've talked it about was it worse before. than Hollywood Brown Derby. Yeah. Um, and this was after the refurb, and after it reopened, and it was still absolutely just atrocious. So that that was really close uh, to making my list. That was probably the only one, but I will probably do it again just because I own over there, and it, you know that restaurant in particular changes so quickly. So yeah, that's my honorable mention. Um, so, Shark Reef, a unique experience at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. I'm reading this off the internet. Uh, uh, will be closed effective October 3rd, 2016. This move is part of the park's continued growth and expansion. 
interesting. Shark we- Shark Reef allowed guests to don fins, mask, snorkel, and a life vest before snorkeling in an extremely cold saltwater pool that was home to fish, rays, and very small sharks. Those who didn't want to swim could still see the fish through the underwater glass viewing window. Huh. So that was still pretty recently that they offered that up. Yeah, I didn't even know about it. That's that man, PETA must have hated that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, that was an interesting experience, and I hadn't done it. I, I had no clue it was offered all the way until 2016. I did, I'm fairly sure it was. Oh gosh, 93 maybe, if I were to guess when I did it. Wow, probably That's around like, there. I mean, you, you learn something new every day, folks. Cause yeah. I didn't even know that existed. I don't know a lot about what's what um, is offered over at those particular um, parks. And so. Blizzard Beach is cool too. Speaking of getting sunburned, everything is white and snow, so that the sun reflects off it. Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, bakes uh, us even more. Yes, yeah, <laughs> us fair-skinned people. Nothing, nothing says fun like going snow blind in in Florida. Oh gosh, yeah, you it's <laughs> sunscreen and and, and extra uh, extra polarized lenses. polarized lenses. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, by the way, we're recording this on Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to yep. all the dads that listen. Happy Father's Day. Um, but uh, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon. Bye.